Welcome to Ministry Leaders Anonymous. My name is Matt Rice, and I'm here with Alyssa Trutter, and we hope to provide a moment of sanity during a busy week of ministry. We both worked in ministry for over 17 years and have just about seen it all. And as damaged as we are, we're ready to dive into and bring light to the hurts, hopes, and hungers that every minister has. Special thanks again to ALOB for our stinger music. Check them out on Spotify, A-L-O-B. All right, welcome back, Alyssa. Hi, thanks for having me back. If you guys I haven't, I wasn't terrible. No, you were. You were great. <laughs> um, and I think we're going to have you on recurring, just like Gwen. Gwen Bartlett was on. Yeah. Uh, Chris's sister was on a couple weeks ago, and she was great. So we're going to bring her back too, for sure. Mm-hmm. So you guys, if if you haven't noticed, Chris Bartlett is out of town. So I pulled in Alyssa. <laughs> yeah, and we I'm were, not Chris. <laughs> <laughs> we were wrestling or like talking about topics for today. And uh, there was one you actually rolled your eyes at, and I wanted to toss this out to you. I'd roll my eyes again in anticipation (laughs) of it. You know, and we talked about this weeks ago because almost every time that a woman is brought into a show or into a guy's show, for some reason, they always want to talk about what is it like being a woman in ministry? Mm -hmm. And that was the topic. And so why do you roll your eyes at that? I roll my eyes for a handful of reasons. One, you got to keep me from getting on a soapbox. One... (laughs) Uh, women can talk about issues that aren't just specific to being a woman. Mm-hmm. I can give my input on ministry, on the church, on faith, on prayer. And yes, my femininity is going to inform that just like your masculinity would. But I I don't appreciate being put in a box of, oh, well, let's have them talk about, you know, emotional intelligence or let's have them talk about uh romance or let's have them, uh, all of these things and it's like okay well are, i quote can, women's yeah you know, topics it's like or on yeah. on this spectrum so there's that and then there's also just this idea with it it's i don't know i know that some women do experience within the church kind of a, a power struggle where they feel like they're not as heard or not as represented i i know that is a lot of people's experience. So I'm not denying that, but that really hasn't been mine. And so I just, I know that that's kind of where not only is the conversation in a box, but it's also slotted to go in that direction. Like how can we overcome this? And I, in a lot of ways, I see my feminine genius to use a JP2 term. I see that bringing a lot of good and I see that working in a lot of beautiful ways. And so I I don't feel oppressed or anything like that. But again, I know that some people have had that experience. It just hasn't been mine. Yeah. Your experience, you've been in a lot of leadership roles Mm -hmm. in ministry. Yeah. Um, Even if it's not like oriented towards priesthood or anything like that, but Mm -hmm. your your feminine genius has been appreciated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't feel like I haven't been able to use my gifts or that I haven't had a voice in ministry or in the church because I'm a woman. So... Yeah. It's not a topic for me to talk about. So I just thought I wanted to... So I to, roll my eyes. <laughs> yes. I thought it'd be fun to bring that up because I'm sure that there are other women in ministry who have that same, you know, mm-hmm. reaction, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe it may often get frustrated, you know, and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. all right. So the real topic for today is the introvert leader. Um, <laughs> and we bring Alyssa on because she and I have worked together for... A long time. Nine years. We're both bad at numbers I and time. I think it's time. been about <laughs> nine years. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, yeah. And Alyssa is no doubt an introvert, and I am an extrovert, and we have worked together in ministry leadership for nine years, mm-hmm. and we each have our own gifts, our own strengths, mm-hmm. and we thought that we would take this time to to talk into that or speak into that. 
And it's so. funny to me, just going down memory lane a little bit, when we first started using these terms, and we'll define them in a second, but using these terms for ourselves in ministry as we work together on a team, Matt, you didn't believe that I was an introvert. Not you were like, all. there's no nope. way. I think it was because you were like, she talks too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I had, and I think this is one of the reasons why we're talking about it, is we have our own uh, assumptions, uh-huh. you know, um, about what an introvert is. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, an introvert can't get in front of people and talk. Right. The, an introvert can't manage a crowd. Mm-hmm. And those were assumptions that I had. Right. I was like, there's no way you can be an introvert you because you did you all, do this, all stuff. this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's why we need to define terms. But yeah, I I like that early on you're already saying we kind of have these perceptions and we can use these labels and we're not always right about that. Yep. So we're going to define these terms, but know that we shouldn't ever use them as just labels or trying to box people in. Yeah. Or to pigeonhole people into mm-hmm. being good at one thing and not good at another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of funny because I think when people hear the word extrovert they think someone talkative someone who likes being in front of people and that's that's usually true but honestly on like a psychological component when they look at these in an academic standpoint from an academic standpoint it's really coming from the point of what brings you energy and what Mm -hmm. recharges Mm -hmm. you and so an extrovert is much more inclined to find their energy coming from people. They feed off of people. They love to brainstorm out loud, think out loud, and and they find that rejuvenating for them. Whereas someone who is more introverted is going to do that in solitude. They're going to think they need more quiet and they're going to think through all of these process and they tend to be in their head more, but that doesn't disqualify them from enjoying people. They just tend to enjoy the presence of people in a different way, usually a smaller group setting or a one-on-one setting. So that's actually a better way to understand those two terms. It's it's where do you recharge? Yeah, rather than by the actions that you do, mm-hmm. it's it's where do you get your energy and and what things that you do deplete your energy. Yes, because that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of the opposite. Is where an extrovert gets their energy is interaction with other people, mm-hmm. and it, and, it, and like you said, it can be from one person to mm-hmm. you know hundreds of people. Yeah. Um, but where they their energy gets depleted is, mm-hmm. is when they're alone, right? You know, mm-hmm. and their their energy kind of dissipates at that yep. time, and mm-hmm. the opposite happens for introverts. That's very true. Yeah. So it, I know for me, as someone who is introverted, if I'm in constant noise all day long, it's not like I completely break down and cease to function and become the most irritable person on the planet. But I just know that. I'm not as patient. I'm yeah. I just and I know that about myself. I've learned that. So I try and find moments of silence or moments of stillness throughout my day because I I want to be kind and loving to people. And yeah. so I I've learned that and so I'm able to acknowledge that about myself. Yeah. So I think that's a good thing. So I would say the first thing about like as far as tips to to share with people that are listening is know yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, know who you are, what type of person you are, where you get your energy from. Mm-hmm. And like you do, Alyssa, create space, you know, mm-hmm. within your day to re-energize in, in that way. Yeah. And I think with that, that was just going to keep you from, from running into just like potholes or conflict. It's just going to help make your relationships healthy and protect the work and the ministry that you do. Um, one thing in the knowing yourself, though, is uh, don't uh, take these terms that are really components of a personality or your mm. components of who you are mm. and make that everything over yeah. who you are. So this is part of you. Like I, I am an introvert, but I also really enjoy giving talks and I really enjoy presenting. And, and I think there are a lot of misconceptions, misconce- if I could talk now, um, misconceptions <laughs> uh, about 
yeah, people who are extroverted that they can't sit still and they can't yeah. be quiet and they have to be up front and they can't be behind the scenes. And we can tell ourselves that and other yeah. people can tell us that. And for the introverted side, I know that one that comes up a lot is introverts are, are socially awkward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not true. Like yeah. neither of the things that I just went through are are true. Um, yeah. And we can tell ourselves that. So as we're becoming self-aware, make sure that it's actually a true depiction yeah. and not not a, a false thing. Well, and like you said, you, you take it as a component of who mm-hmm. you are, not the definition mm-hmm. of who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, often we can use it as an excuse yes. to not to do something. Yes. Oh, wait, that's what an extrovert would do. I'm mm-hmm. an introvert. I shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I, I sometimes really don't like about the personality tests. It bothers me It's people pigeonhole themselves <laughs> yes. and, and say, oh, I can't do that. I'm an whatever they are. Right. And I've seen it, like you're trying to say, on both ends of of this spectrum. And that's really what it is too. It's not like, oh, I am an extrovert. So I have no tendencies that would fall in this other camp of introversion. So I I don't think about anything. That's, it's much more understood as a spectrum, but I've seen it on both extremes where it's somebody who is extroverted says, oh, well, I can't be quiet and listen because I've just got to talk and I can't. No, yeah. you need to practice some self-discipline Absolutely. and do this. <laughs> and the same thing in the other regard. I I know people who are introverted and like, well, I just, I like to think through everything and I don't really like sharing in a group of people. Okay. I mean, that's, that's fine, but you do need to share. You yeah. have things to contribute. Absolutely. So at least pick two or three things during this meeting and you need to share them because it's not okay for you to just be dormant. There was one time um, where I was really trying to practice you know, shutting up, you know, and it was, uh, it was a trip. We, every year we took for a while, we took a, a, a staff retreat, you know, down to Corpus Christi <laughs> and in this car, I don't know exactly who all was there, but I know that Alyssa was I in was the like, car. I was like, I was probably there. And Emily was in the car, her <laughs> sister. My sister. And it, it may have been Kelsey, but it, it, it was, it was another introvert. And so yes, all I, three <laughs> of these people, all three of these women that he just named are very <laughs> introvert. And I'm probably the most extroverted out of the three. Yeah. And, and so for, like I think it was a solid 30 minutes or an hour I just kept trying to drum up conversation like come on guys let's talk hey let's talk and then I was like okay I guess we're not gonna talk nobody's gonna talk and to then me. it was like like I actually had this thought it was like do they not like me you know mm. like is you know and I think that's sort of the struggle you right? know, between introvert and extrovert and all yeah. that stuff is like um, it, like you take it and internalize it a little mm-hmm. bit, but I had to shut up for like a solid hour. And then after the hour, I was like, okay, guys, we got to talk. Yeah. I, like, you guys have energized. That's let's, good. let's That's talk. Balance. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks but, Matt for being so, considerate. <laughs> so knowing yourself is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing your team is yeah. another big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also uh, like taking the next ter- step is to also know the people that you're serving. Mm-hmm. But how can knowing your team help you in leading the team mm-hmm. with these with this with regards to introversion and extroversion? Yeah, I mean, I think two major things that jump out at me right away is you you'll be able to play your strengths very mm-hmm. well. You know the diversity of your team. Not everybody's going to be good at the same thing, and that's actually a really good thing. Mm-hmm. So if you need somebody to uh, really dive into a project with you and think through all the components. Uh, you might find people who tend to be more introverted to be more helpful helpful with that. Yep. Whereas, honestly, on the same project, you might be in a really good brainstorming session and you want people who are going to boldly throw out whatever comes to their mind. Like extroverts tend to be better at that. Yeah. Uh, but I think also just 
there's a way to uh, help introverts uh, share. So if you know somebody is introverted, tends to keep their thoughts to themselves, they usually have really good ideas because yeah. they've been it's been percolating yeah. for a long yeah. time and they've thought through all these different things. They just need to be invited yeah. to share. Um, and the same way that uh, an extrovert might share a lot, it's like, okay, I know that you have all these ideas. Can you like write them all down? Can you harness them? And then we're going to bring them all to the table. So if you know all of these strengths, you're really going to be able to make the team work well together. And I think the other part of it is that you're not going to have as many uh, just conflicts with your team. You're not going to get as frustrated with people. If you ask somebody to do something and they don't do it the way you want it or they don't do it with joy why is this person just dragging their feet on this project i gave them two weeks i don't understand well if it's something that they're dreading and they really hate because it just depletes them of energy that might not have been the best person to assign it to well and if you know that you're you're giving them a task that wouldn't i don't know quote be like an extroverted Mm -hmm. task you know you want to equip them to be able to do that in bite-sized pieces right you know so that they can re-energize mm-hmm. between that mm-hmm. um, one thing not only will you as the leader have more patience with your team if you know where they're coming from and a little bit about their personalities but if you share that with the other team members if, if it's a team building exercise yeah. to try to get to know each other then they will have more patience with each other mm-hmm. and they'll understand what's going on and the extroverts will more more than will be more likely to hold back and think yeah. and the introverts will be more likely to share mm-hmm. the, cause the, we haven't talked about external and internal processing, but that's yeah. part of this as well. You uh-huh. know, extroverts process by talking, mm-hmm. by saying it out loud, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the reasons Chris and I joked last week or on one of our pre- previous podcasts about this, that, that I like to process while we're doing the podcast. Yeah. I don't necessarily want to think a whole lot about it beforehand because mm-hmm. then I get in my head and <laughs> it's, you know, I want to process it while we're doing it. Right. Um, an intern, like an internal processor or an introvert likes to think about it before mm-hmm. they talk. And so being around each mm-hmm. other, knowing each other's, I guess, strengths will help in my mind it helps us to be stretched yes you know Mm -hmm. and that's where god wants us he wants to stretch us beyond who we think we are that was actually as you were talking that's i was like the next thing that we need to talk about is this stretching and this growth thing holy spirit's moving yeah um because yeah the lord wants us to be able to flourish and to use our gifts um, in new ways. It's an adventure with him. He wants to really see how we can all work together. And so if you know that somebody is going to need to be stretched in a certain way because of their personality, you can walk with them in that and you can coach them in that. And the beautiful thing about that is that that's where grace shows up. Amen. That's how, That's been my response to people where it's like, oh, well, you know, I can't give a talk because I'm really not that comfortable being up in front of people. It's just not my thing. Okay, well, like, let's start with the testimony. Let's start with instructions. Let's practice it beforehand. And then if they come back, well, I'm just, it's not, I'm not naturally gifted at this. Perfect. That's what the Holy Spirit's for. (laughs) That's right. Um, That's where you get to show God's glory. Yeah. If it's beyond your natural ability, there's grace for that. And so let's work with that. Yeah. Uh, And now I'm not saying to like drag somebody out (laughs) and make them on the fly give a 40 minute keynote if they've never given a talk before. No, like like I even kind of said, like walk with them. Okay. Practice giving instructions. I do that so many times. Yeah. Um, Practice giving this testimony. 
give and then I give feedback. And yeah. so we work with it before they're ever even in front of people. And then afterwards, I'll coach them too. Okay, this was really good. Um, I couldn't quite get the point that you were making with this. Mm -hmm. The examples that I've been giving right now are much more um, of an introvert coaching, but then it also happens with with extroverts, ironically, still giving talks because sometimes what happens, as you were just sharing that, they're externally processing things Mm -hmm. and people who are just hearing the off the cuff, like, oh, this just popped into my head, so here's (laughs) that. They're trying to track with them. It's like, I can't follow you and so if you're working with somebody in the same way somebody who's extrovert it's like oh i'd rather just kind of get up there and wing it it's like okay i mean that's that's cool but can we have some like can we have a roadmap because that's really good because it's going to help your audience actually receive your message yep so there's ways that everybody can be stretched in this and it's again beautiful because that's where grace shows up in a real small but i think sometimes beautiful way to encourage an introvert to share and to stretch them, and maybe even the beginning before you even get in up and giving a testimony or a talk, is you know them. Let's say let's say that they're a volunteer with you, and you've known them, and you were talking with them before the night or whatever, and a subject comes up that you know that they had a really good thought on mm-hmm. or something. You can specifically ask that person, "Hey, yeah. I know that you have a really good idea on this. Mm-hmm. Would you share it with the group?" Yep. And then they share it, and they get to see how beneficial what they shared was for the group and mm-hmm. then you get to affirm them on that. Mm-hmm. That's a real like I think that's a really bite-sized small way to encourage that kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah. Yep. I think I agree with you. I think that's really important. Yeah, mm-hmm. and on the extrovert it's it may be more of a okay, just shut up for a little bit. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I been, mean, that <laughs> I'm thinking of our team right now and I'm thinking of people on our team who I know Matt has had these conversations with. And I've been that person. Yes. Yeah. More often so, than not. Yeah. Yeah. But so. Mm-hmm. Well, what about what about the youth? You mm-hmm. know, what about te- or, we, or we think you sorry to. anybody that you're ministering to, mm-hmm. your audience is going to be a mix. Mm-hmm. So, what do we need to take into consideration when we're working with people that aren't just introverts right. or aren't just extroverts? Because they're never mm-hmm. like an audience like that. Well, I think this. We'll we'll dive into this, but I think this also goes back and points to how important it is to have a well-rounded team. Because if you're putting a retreat together or a ministry event together or planning small group questions, whatever it is for your ministry, if you only have introverts working on this project, they're going to favor that type of personality. And the same thing with extroverts. So you need a well-rounded team to be able to speak to all the different types of people that you're going to be so what would be a nightmare setup for a retreat if all introverts were on it? What would what might they do for a retreat that would be awful for extroverts? Um, well, just playing around here, just to have yeah, fun. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I kind of I was thinking about examples, <laughs> so this kind of works. Um, for me personally, and I don't know if this is necessarily like an introverted thing, um, or not, but introverts like talking to people if it's not just complete strangers, overwhelming, constant social interaction. And if the conversation is meaningful, Mm -hmm. again, maybe that's just me. But so small talk, I don't like small talk at all. And I understand that it serves a purpose in a social interaction. You've got to have that conversation with somebody new to actually get to meaningful things. I totally understand. I still don't like it though. (laughs) And so if you were to just have like, 
a, an all day kind of mingle session where you're with different people all the time and you're not actually getting to build real depth in relationship, that would be something that's energy draining because you feel like you're on all the time and kind of having to navigate these basic introductions with people. Mm -hmm. And that would be draining. Another thing that would not be good for introverts is if there is no pacing and there is no stillness at all built Mm -hmm. into the schedule. There's no time for silence or reflection. I know a lot of times on retreats, I'll find myself at this point where I'll hear this great talk and then there is no processing time. It's like, okay, we're going to go straight to small groups. Mm -hmm. So we finish the talk, we're going to go to small groups and then you're going to discuss. And then I'm sitting there like, okay, I have all these really great thoughts about what you just said. And I, I feel like I, I want to process this myself just a little bit. I'm not talking like an hour. I'm talking five minutes. Um, before we go discuss it, because this could really apply to my life. And maybe God really does want to bring some changes about through the message that I just heard. But if I'm not able to actually sit and think about that for just a short amount of time, I'm going to be feeling like I'm playing catch up later. And I'm going to be trying to do that during small group. And I don't want to do that because I want to listen. So it's just allow some processing time. Yeah, I would say. You know, and, and and extroverts nightmare. And I don't know, like I was as I was thinking about this, what, like do extroverts not do well at silent retreats because I don't think that's true. I think it's a struggle for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> as somebody who's Universal been on one struggle. as well, it's like, oh gosh, yeah. Da, da, da. But so. if there's like, as far as an extrovert, you know, if there's no group time, mm-hmm. if there's no game time, if there's right. no, you know, if if you if you've like I guess gone that far down the track, then that would be a really bad experience for mm-hmm. an extrovert. And so on whenever you're planning events, you want to take into mind both. You don't want to always have a five-minute internal processing before small groups mm-hmm. because your extroverts may lose everything right. that they had from right. the talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't want to always dive straight into small groups right. because your introverts won't have time mm-hmm. to process their thoughts. And so keeping that balance mm-hmm. in place is going to be key no matter what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you're just going to be looking for that and trying to find ways to – yeah, let that processing happen, but not letting it be for too long. And I think there's all, a lot of opportunities for different prayer activities where you can have people pray with you. Um, for me, the way that I've seen as a way to balance both is it's like, okay, if we give people a sheet of paper and allow them to put their thoughts down um, and then they're able to share those later, that's an activity for the extroverts. Yep. And it's a process of self-reflection for the introverts yeah, so a way to, to bridge them or do that same thing write down your prayer intentions and then you're going to have the opportunity to come forward and pray with prayer teams yep. and uh you could also pray with somebody you already know yep. if that's intimidating to certain people so just trying to find a way to make all these activities well rounded yeah is important before we get towards the end, because I feel like we're we're getting close to that, the one of the things that we want to make sure and and say is please do not pigeonhole your volunteers into an introvert will be a good small group leader, an yeah. extrovert will be a good games leader, <laughs> because that's not true. Um, the activity that you do is not dependent on your personality, mm-hmm. I guess, in that r- respect. Yeah, yeah, um, and like. Speaking of having a mixed team, like make sure your team is a mix of introvert and extrovert. And if you do small groups, don't just pair introverts together and extroverts together. Now, that's going to be hard Mm -hmm. because the natural tendency for an introvert and extrovert is to clash, (laughs) you know, is to to bump into each other and not maybe not get along. Mm -hmm. But as the leader, it's your job to 
show them who they are in a way, help them to to know each other and tell them why you paired them together like mm-hmm. that. Because the the people that they're serving in the small group is going to be a mix. Yeah. And they need to see both mixes, you know. Yeah. Because I think, like you said, it can lead to a clash, but then there are other times where it also can lead to this beautiful balance that you're looking for. I'm thinking yep. about this as we're sitting here having this conversation. <laughs> Alyssa and Matt. Just Look over the years, Matt, <laughs> you know to invite me to share sometimes or yeah. you prompt me to say things. And I also know that there are times where maybe it would be better to ask a question instead of share a long thought about something. So I can say, okay, okay, hold on real quick. I just want to ask this one question because I feel like there's something else here. Uh, So there can be this balance. But like you said, to to pigeonhole people is is a disservice Um, just because there are so many... Like I was telling Matt earlier as we were prepping, I led games for our VBS for the three years, I think, as yeah. a as a high school student. And that would look much more like, oh, this is a really extroverted kind of activity because we're we're having fun and we're being silly and it's a lot of people and it's crowd management. I mean, but I loved doing that. And there was a lot of thought process that went into that to have to make those games successful. I had to think through all the steps. And that's a more introverted skill Mm -hmm. that catered to that activity. So, yeah, don't bar people from doing certain things just because you think their skill set might not be apparent towards that. It might not be very clear that they would be good at it. Great. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, Alyssa. How can everybody find you? Because if you guys don't know, <laughs> Alyssa is famous. No, you asked me this. You asked me this question last time, and I laughed at you then, and I'm laughing at you now. Um, if you want to find me, of course, <laughs> um, uh, I have. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Um, Matt's probably referring to. I host a podcast with a good friend of mine, Father Ryan Higdon, and it's called Everyday Catholics. So if you want to hear that podcast, it's at everydaycatholics.com. And that uh, is also um, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So. Yeah, you guys should definitely check them out. <laughs> All right. You guys can find Ministry Leaders Anonymous on Facebook, Twitter, Stitcher, Google Play, mlapodcast.com. You can shoot us an email at mla at ablazeyouth.org. Please write us a review in iTunes. Here at Ministry Leaders Anonymous, we believe that if you want to go quickly, you go alone. And if you want to go far, you go together. Take some time this week and pray for other ministry leaders. We'll see you next week on Ministry Leaders Anonymous. God bless.